design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespoke Lahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig Supply Shop out of Oklahoma City. And we got Allie in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I gotta I gotta do my plug for KC right off the bat. The studio is here at Traditions Leather Craft, seventy five hundred West Reno Suite two hundred. He's getting more signs out front. You really can't miss it at this point. Eventually, you'll be able to see it from the highway. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, as always, ten percent off when you rep the merch. Um, hats, or T-shirts. Uh, Casey has a gross addiction to cowhides, so we are still <laughs> running uh, 15% or $15 off of all the cowhides, starting at 185 bucks, which is, I think, the best deal you're going to get in this state. And he just ordered 100 more. He's <laughs> Nobody's supposed to know about those. It's too many. Uh, so July 7th, so next Wednesday, uh, free for everybody. There is a coloring and finishing dimension uh, to show up and learn something. Uh, that following Saturday, July 10th, is the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leather Guild meeting. I need to get some dues paid. I do want to support those to, guys. I want to go to one of those so bad I can't stand it. They're great. I'm so glad mm -hmm. it's here. Yeah, those are those are great meetings. And then uh, last note for Casey, we'll be closed the third for the holiday. Um, otherwise, let's jump into it. Allie? Hi. We are so pumped to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We talked about everything before we started podcasting. Yeah. I know. We had, to, we, had to, we had to hit the record button so we could actually get some of this old. <laughs> we got to use some of this. Yeah. All right. So we can just jump in for the music since that was kind of before the leather. How did you get into music? And Well, that's the first place I saw you too was your music. Yeah. I think what actually would probably surprise people is that the music was secondary to my art. Um, I had always drawn and you know painted and done art stuff before I ever did music. And I, so I have a background in kind of art and I went to college for graphic design and for art and ultimately ended up dropping out to do music. So they're very <laughs> heavily in intertwined, but um, yeah. So I had an art background. I've always loved to do any type of art. Um, you know, building things or painting things or learning something new, leather craft, um, you know, obviously weaved its way in there. And I did music for a long time. And then I had uh, my kiddos, which are wrestling rappers on the floor <laughs> right here. And I wanted to stay closer to home. And so um, I slowed down on music a little bit and started doing the art and the leather again. Yeah, music's a tough life with kids, I imagine. It's very hard, yeah. Yeah, and that's something you and I had talked about a little bit too. You know, I'm starting my leather endeavors and uh, doing it with a newborn. That's awesome. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> you, you don't get no, you and I have like, this like eye contact yeah. happening right now. You don't you don't get much accomplished in a very very short period of time. But yeah. uh, but that was something that I picked your brain on the first time I met you was how do you do it with with kids? And that's awesome. You're gonna end up having a little bit more. I know I'm turning my face away from the microphone. Sorry, mm -hmm. but. You're going to end up with a little bit more free-range children, whether you planned <laughs> that to be your parenting style. I know. Like, He's already a mess. It's fine. Filthy. We were getting out of the car, and I like, realized I hadn't looked at Bonnie's face like in a minute. And I was, I did, I seriously was like, like spit, like wipe stuff off of her face because I'd been like, you know, working or doing whatever today, and 
hadn't looked at her face. <laughs> I mean, it's just, they're fine. They're going to love it. Um, they're <laughs> going to they're gonna end up being smart, genius, artistic children. I tell myself that every day. <laughs> they will be artistic. They will be themselves, if, if nothing else, for sure. Yeah, yeah I didn't notice I had spit up on my shirt until I got here. Can I tell you that I did notice that, and I've been there, and I love it. I Thank love you. every second of it. I don't it. know why I still wear black. I need to get some different colors. I wear black Yeah, too. it's a bad, it's a bad deal. It doesn't work. It's okay. No, Gosh. I need more, like, spit-colored shirts, I guess. And then poop eventually, I guess. Poop-colored shirts. Yeah, poop-colored shirts. Casey's uh, Traditions Leather Craft shirts are neither of those. are really nice gray. <laughs> so Gray hides well. doesn't yeah. hide sweat, but, yeah. No, we got pit stains. But, uh, but so you did Dustin looks embarrassed right now. Oh, no, I'm not embarrassed at all. <laughs> or embarrassed. I've, yeah, I've had two, so I know. Yeah, well, yeah. well that's, that's what I love. I mean, and I've said that before. That's why I love her on here is we all just drag our kids around. Because you have to with Leather Craft. I mean, mm. and that's one of the beauties of it, too. You know, I think that's what Casey is, said yeah. in... in and some of what we did last week was uh, just a little more freedom once he got his own thing going. Oh, gosh. Once you get it established. I mean, it is very, very difficult. And I think there's a lot of, like, mommy guilt for or, yeah. or daddy guilt, too. There's a lot of guilt with how many hours you're putting into building a business or honing your craft. And your kids are, like, sitting there eating. I, I call it shop candy, but it's really bribe candy. They're sitting there eating candy at <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Well, you're, like, you're trying to get through a project. And that's not an exaggeration. That's happened on many occasions. Um but the trade-off of being there and being home um, and them seeing you work instead of, you know, being in the office, you know, nine to five. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it just doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't do that. Um, so the trade-off of actually just, I mean, being there, even though you are working and you're bribing them with candy, I think it's <laughs> But better. you're there. It's better for my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're there. You're not in an office. You're not yeah. commuting home at six o'clock, oh, seven gosh. o'clock at night. Having somebody yeah. tell me what to do. If you know me at all, it doesn't work, y'all. <laughs> I think I said that on the first podcast. So I did uh, I did a master's degree and went to the big girl career job. Yes. And I lasted. Which was a very fascinating story. Really? I, I, I did not know anything about that. Yeah. It, and it, I mean, I appreciate. I mean, I have a deep appreciation. There, I have no regrets in my life. I have a deep appreciation for everything that I've done that yes. has gotten me to where I am. Yes. But I think the things that show you what you don't want to do are just as important yes. as the things that show you what you do want to do. Absolutely. And that experience 100% led me to uh, to what I'm doing now. But so so you did music, and you still do music, though. You told me I you do. released another album last year. Yeah. Not the greatest time to release an album, no, COVID-wise. It had been sitting in the can for about six or seven years. When I started recording that record, um, my family, we'd, you know, we'd gone through separation, divorces, deaths, moves. Um, that record has seen a lot. And I finally had just gotten to a point um, where we were stable, financially stable. And I wanted to move on from this thing. I wanted to start this new company. So I was like, you know what, screw it. I, I released it last year on my birthday, nice. which was June 20th. So it's actually just just now a year old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so that's kind of cool. And it's done well. It's done okay. It's done exactly what I needed it to do. There's a lot of people that had financial, that you know, financially backed it. And I wanted to keep that promise to those people. And we got it out, and I was fully planning on supporting it and touring and playing shows, and then there was a freaking pandemic, so we just I, no I, I pivoted, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's I have thousands and thousands of vinyls and CDs in my shop right now. So if anybody wants one, AllieHarder.net, like <laughs> <laughs> go get it. I will mail you one, but yeah, it didn't it didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to. I am slowly getting back into music, like as we're kind of you know coming out of this COVID crap and. 
um, I'm excited about it. So yeah. what, what was the name of the album? Near the Knuckle. Now, is the Great State of Oklahoma our title song on that one? Yes. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. I'll have to check it out. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I should have brought... I, I, I think I have some in my car. I'll give you one. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I love, I love the Oklahoma music scene. You know, I'm from Tulsa, which is much crap as Dustin gives me for it. I love Tulsa because I grew up from, like, the age of 15. I remember the first show I wanted to go see. This will... Okay. The first show I wanted to go see at the Canes, I was 15. Oh my it was goodness. Cross Canadian Ragweed. Yes, ma'am. My mother told me that I was too young to go to the Canes by myself. Allie, that's the show they announced they were splitting up. <gasps> it, did you go? No, I didn't go. Oh, I was too young no. to go. Oh, okay. So I've never I thought you were going to tell me no. something like, and I went anyways. No, no. <laughs> if I would have had a ride from BFE, middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's the problem, though, is like um, where I live is like way outside of Tulsa. So mm. it was like 40 minutes. So it's kind of hard to hitch a ride yeah. against your mom's wishes to a Dang. show 45 minutes away. But yeah, so I never got to see CCR because Dude, that, that sucks. was the show. Yeah. I've seen them like little places here and there, just being a part of like the country and the red dirt yeah. scene. Like, you know, seeing them here and there. Yeah, but, but that's why I, l- I love that you're part of that scene in Oklahoma because that's another yeah. really cool scene in the state. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Tulsa's music scene, by the way. Is freaking fantastic. Yes. The Tulsa sound, I mean, come on. Yes. It's incredible. I mean, Raylan's dad is a musician up there, and I was schooled on, you know, how talented those people are and playing at all those venues. And um, I think, I've always said that Oklahoma City has, like, our song, has the songwriters, and then Tulsa has the players. Yeah. Like, they know how okay. to play. I mean, they there's just a little bit more... Uh, I don't know, musical instruction or they jam or whatever. And and then here we've got the songwriters. I know that's not, that's people would argue with that and it's not that way like across the board, but I have huge tremendous respect. Yeah, yeah. From yeah. playing with them and playing with people here and I don't know. Yeah. That is a sticky territory. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we can uh, alienate a few people I off know, the podcast I right know. there. No, it's, and, and that's what we want people that are controversial on this podcast. Because as we've said, we don't edit. Oh, so say so here. say what you want to <laughs> say. In fact, we, we've been working on some new guests, and they said that they would only come and talk to us if there was booze involved. We're are like, you serious? We can make that happen. We, Wait, we, like legit? Oh, my. Well, no. They had to be joking. Well, kind of, sort of joking. We're not, we didn't shoot the idea down by yeah. any means. So, yeah. I have zero problem with it. Yeah, I no, just think, I was like, whoa. Nobody has any problem. I don't know if Casey has any problem with it either. Yeah. As long as we don't uh, trash the studio, I'm sure he's cool. <laughs> so we need to pause the show and run to the store real quick. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> yeah. make a beer run. All right. So what are some of the artists that some people might know that you've played with before? Music. Um, I've played with a lot of people. Um, well, I, I have like a lit, I, I wish I had known you were going to ask this question. There's literally a list. I, I like to catch you as off guard yeah. as possible and well, not give well, you any questions. When I'm on a maximum time. amount of like, like Sudafed and just not yes. prepared. Perfect. Um, I have played, I, I consider these people to be larger influences. A lot of people, uh, like Megan Dia, some of the people that were on the doghouse, like, uh, records, you know, back when like the rejects kind of got on that label, I've played with them. Um, a lot of a lot of our musicians from Oklahoma are huge names now, and they're oh, very yeah. good friends of mine. So I mean, you know, Moreland and Fulbright and, and yeah. Samantha Crane, and you know, all those people those are old friends of mine. I've played with them, um, but on tour in Europe, I played with John Mayall, which was pretty cool. Um, 
I wasn't, I felt really embarrassed because I wasn't as familiar with his music as I should have yeah. been. I knew who he was. Yeah. But not like, hey, get on stage with me and sing a song, which is what happened, and it was terribly embarrassing. So but, anybody um, you've ever fangirled, like, like, starstruck a little bit with? I think, I th- yeah, but it's it's been more, and I'm going to keep that close to the vest. Like, yeah. it's, it's more people that I really, really dug. Yeah, oh, yeah. That aren't, like, huge names or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and I, a memory popped up on Facebook recently. I got to sing with Ty England. You know, who's, you know, Garth yeah. Brooks guitar yeah. player and stuff. And, um, yeah, a lot of people. And then uh, another big European one is I've done a couple um, singles with Wax Taylor, who's a huge DJ. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, he's more famous, like, in Europe and stuff. But we've got a couple gold records, like, you know, from the stuff that we've done together. Um, excuse me. Drinking Red Bull on a microphone. <laughs> and I'm really, really nervous about answering this question. Um, yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Well, see, I, I see, I, I really appreciate your work because I have, uh, and this is just since pandemic, but I have become a huge fan of Charlie Crockett. I know mm-hmm. that you've done some graphic design for him, so yeah. I think that's just super cool. Like, I think he's he's a good he's a, that blues. Oh yeah. gosh, I really did. You get to go that. to a show he played here the other night. No, I uh, was trying to figure out if the five week old was ready to go hey. to a show, and I decided. Probably not. You, I mean, a lot of us I didn't that have toured with kids, you could buy those headphones. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, and I thought about giving it a try, but because uh, I, I det- and I told Jacob, I said the minute Charlie's close, we're going to see him. And of course, he was here five weeks after yeah. I had the kids. So I was like, well, okay, That's maybe okay. next time. We'll yeah, next time. I think I think maybe my it's. You asked me like who I've played with, and to me. The cool stories are less about, like, who I've gotten to play with over the years and are more about, like, this new endeavor that I have with Pig's Fly Shop and doing the leather and the graphic designer, who I've gotten to do artwork for. Right. And those, I mean, it's like people's album artwork. And that stuff is out there for the rest of time. Oh, it lives yeah. forever. Like, you know, I've gotten to do, it's not released yet, and I, I don't think that I should probably be talking about it, but it's totally fine. He'll release it soon. But I just did, we did... Um, album artwork for Charlie. Did you? Yeah, he's reissuing like some of his old albums, and I did the complete, you know, reworked up, you know, his old album art. Oh, and then sweet. like when I got to do uh, one of Jack Ingram's covers, yeah. And, you know, I've done a lot of stuff for like American Aquarium and Flatland Cavalry, and to me, getting going back to the art and getting to do that kind of art for these people that I those are the people that I fangirl over. Yeah, like, every yeah. Every time I get that call or that text message or that email, I'm just like. Yes, I'm available. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so that's the stuff that I really fangirl over. So. Well, that album artwork is so personal. Yeah. I mean, album artwork especially is always so personal to artists. So yeah. that is, that is it's a, a big neat deal. thing to get to work on. And I get to do a lot of it for local artists. I just did, like, some artwork for, like, uh, Megan Marlene, which is, like, some of the first music she's ever put out. And to get to be the artist that does that is very, very special. Um, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing some stuff for some Tulsa musicians right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and that, that's always cool too. Getting to be a part of people's stories, I think is probably my favorite. Thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw the uh, artwork you did for, um, I'm Lincoln, um, the show in, you got the, the show coming up, uh, Woody Fest. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Woody yeah. Fest. That, and that was a big deal, too. This is my second year in a row to be Woody Fest's um, official graphic designer. Very cool. And last year when we did it, um, I, I mean, I guess they must have known that it was going to have to be virtual because of the pandemic. But we did the artwork for it and had to completely change it and put virtual on it. And I, I mean, I guess in a way, like, it felt like, 
oh crap, I'm not going to get to go and play the festival and see everybody walking around in my gear, yeah. you know, that I designed. T-shirts and yeah. stuff, yeah. Um, but it worked out perfectly, and they asked me to do it this year, and the festival is actually happening, and mm-hmm. I'm playing, and I have a booth set up there, at which you are still invited to. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pigs Fly Shop has a booth? Yes, I out, out at Pastures of Plenty is the big outdoor stage and they've got um vendors lining like the side of like where you stand like for the crowd or whatever is this a show up in guthrie okima okima yes. okay yeah. guthrie's the bluegrass yes yeah yeah i'm still getting familiar with everything that the city and the surrounding areas have to offer so oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah very cool how what long have you lived in oklahoma, oklahoma city i moved here last august okay so not even a year and i live in yukon so okay. not even, and I've been pregnant the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> I really haven't been out much. You just came, came here to hide out for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> I just came here to, to sash out and to, uh, to see what, what having a kid was all about. So I haven't been able to get out much. <laughs> and then I'm fixing it. I'm, you know, I may be moving back to Tulsa here soon. So That's what Dustin was saying. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, not sticking around, I guess. But I have said down. <laughs> you got to make it? <coughs> I got a call. Do you need some water? No, I'm all right. Okay. Yeah, we can yeah. mute you. <laughs> Whereas I just like burped directly into the microphone a second ago. You're being such a gentleman. Well, I bet Allie still picked it up. I hate to break it to you, but mm-hmm. they're least, good microphones. But they're not that. Well, that is true. You're not coughing directly into it. We have some manners, right? Yeah. Some. And we're not editing that, editing anything out. So it's exactly the way I thought this episode would go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. We're a mess. We're all a mess. We <laughs> I have, love it. Well, that's, that's what's fun, though, is I feel like we're all people that have a ton of irons in the fire. You especially with graphic design, leather work. I follow your leather work page on Instagram, and you're cranking out all kinds of stuff. I, you got me inspired. i got to get a pair of Crocs. I have not Girlfriend. owned. I haven't even made a pair of straps for myself. No, I you like, haven't? No. We oh. haven't, we've, we've talked about this. I mean, at all makers, we are making so much stuff for ourselves or our family. Um, or not, not for ourselves, for our family or for other people. We don't have time to make it for ourselves. No. We just don't, I know exactly what I want on them and they're going to be ridiculous. Yes. But I haven't made them yet. I'm the reason she actually bought a pair of Crocs. Oh yeah. He is actually, Dustin is the reason. (laughs) He swore up and down there were so comfy and I was like, I don't believe it. See, I had some like way back in the day when they were cool the first time. And I, they were not cool at some point, so I got rid of Crocs and didn't have Crocs anymore. Yeah. I mean, te- well, I, well, technically they're comfortable. They're not cool. It's the accessories. Well, no, they're cool. cool again. The accessories are very cool. Yeah. And do not spill the beans on our I'm, secret accessory. I'm not. Okay. Actually, I will say, Bonnie, <clears throat> you can see her wearing her yellow Crocs I right do. here. Dustin talked to me in two crocs but it was only after she her bonnie's dad bought her those yellow ones right there yeah that i was like okay well if <laughs> she's wearing them it's not going to be like a mom's not cool kind of thing like yeah. obviously bonnie has my cool kids have co-signed on them so i was like all right let's do this <laughs> you get the cool <laughs> yeah. sign off to get some crocs. <laughs> yeah so. so what are the what are the things in the top what are the things in the holes they're the called gibbets 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 it's a name they've, they've um, it's, I don't, do you have an Etsy store for your stuff? Yeah, yet? I do. Okay. So you know how like on Etsy, you can't put name brand things or they'll flag your posts. Like you can't say koozie. Cause it all has to be homemade. Yes. Yeah. And you can't or say vintage. koozie. You can't say Crocs. Like I, I do a lot of like, ref, like, um, adding crazy stuff to like Louis Vuitton bags, but mm. you can't say Louis Vuitton. You oh. cannot say gibbets. That's a, that's a trademarked Crocs thing. Oh. Isn't that crazy? So you can't even say Crocs in your listings for Crocs straps? You can get away with it for a certain time, but you have to say, like, clogs shoe heel strap, or it's like your post will probably get flagged and taken down. 
which that's like one of my number one oh. forehead slap bestsellers. So <laughs> yeah. I, I have to like play by the rules. So See, and I haven't gotten too into Etsy much yet, mostly just because I, well, as I've complained on this podcast many times, I've been working on the scabbard, which by the way, I finally finished tooling. And it's gorgeous. And, and it is gorgeous for everybody mm. that's been following that story. <laughs> it is beautiful. I'll have to post a picture of it eventually. <laughs> you know, it's it's basically done at this point. All I have to do is die, attach hardware, line it, oh, yes. sew it up. It's basically, so it's basically done. done. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but I hope to be able to, you know, then I'll move on to other stuff. So then I'll be able to try some different stuff and... Crocs, uh, like I said, Crocs is definitely something I'm thinking about getting into just because you make Crocs look good. Yeah. You you make Crocs the, look you good, You make girl. Crocs look good. You better get into it. And I'm telling you, there was a time, like, when this first started, and I was like, Dustin, can you take some of these orders? Because, oh, my God. Like, Did they, it go crazy? It was bonkers. I had to shut my Etsy shop down because I went to sleep one night, and I woke up the next morning, and there was, like, 40 orders. Oh, my God. It was bonkers. <laughs> like, it went it went viral on TikTok. Not just my videos. Oh, but no, like, yeah. But other people said it went viral on TikTok and it became this like trend. You have to be ready for that stuff. Mm. And so I had to shut it down. And then some people, I, I actually just had a conversation with a friend of mine that owns a sign making business that whenever there's clients that are coming at you and coming at you and being jerks, oh. you got an instant refund because I don't have to deal with this. You know what I mean? And yeah. there were people out of those 40 orders, there were people that were like, this, 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 high maintenance, I want this. Like I, you aren't responding fast enough. And I'm like, you need to understand that my shop is one person. It was, it was literally madness. I was so stressed out. Like he would like invite Dustin would invite me like I don't know, hang out with kids, like get her kids together, play dates, and I was like, I can't. Crop straps, I can't. It was like it was awful. But you better get in on it. It slowed down like a little bit. Oh, I'm sure it probably has. Yeah. yeah, but it's just one of those trends, I guess. Yeah. So y- you were doing them all custom. Yes. And people were just coming out with you with crazy orders and well, stuff. I did notice that there. I have like for my Croc straps and my um, custom Apple Watch bands. Yeah, I've seen those too. There's yeah. There's that's another one. My mom had my both my parents have Apple Watch, which I don't. I have a G Shock that you can yeah. Which, that's awesome. Yeah, it's way easier. <laughs> Watch, cl- cl- they're supposed to tell the time. They're not supposed to tell you what that's your what freaking it heart rate is. It also tells the date. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what Perfect. it does. And I could shower in it. There so. you go. Boom, yeah. done. Yeah. Um, I wish I shouldn't be talking crap on it because I, I'm, 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 anybody that orders one of those wash pans, I'm like, it's high maintenance. You have to take care of it. You can't hop in the shower with it. That's why I haven't made the switch because this is just so easy. Yeah. But. I love making them, but. Speaking of the Etsy wording, I got an email from Vic about the word koozie. <gasps> You did? Yeah. Koozie, my, every single, like, for, I've got koozies on there for, like, Allie Harder Music. Mm-hmm. They get flagged immediately. Yeah, yeah you're, you're not allowed to do, use any spelling, any type of spelling of the word koozie. Put cozy on there. I put drink sleeve. Drink See, sleeve. See, you would think that at some point. <laughs> I mean, you guys like my drink sleeve? Yeah. I mean, we have, we have, like, bro hug in the Webster Merriam Dictionary, you would think that at some point something like koozie would become like a slang word. But mm. however, if you were Mrs. Koozie and that was your empire. Well, that's fair. You know that's what I mean? Fair. I don't think anybody's taking any money away from Bic at this point, though. Dustin was for Dustin a second until he got flagged. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was working on it. <laughs> we're trying, man. Oh. So then that would be like if you were doing uh, lighter covers, you'd have to be careful yeah. and not name any name brands there. I actually just got a letter from the, 
a state of Joe Exotic. <laughs> did you really? really? Yes, I did. You know that the because the t-shirt, the I made a t-shirt. You know, okay, so you know like the classic truck stop t-shirt that's the wolves howling at the moon? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay, so I made one that Jake had... Jake has one. I wore it the whole time I was pregnant. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I love those shirts. So I made one that had... It was an original design. Granted, I was using his likeness. And it was capitalizing at the beginning of the pandemic on the success of the Netflix thing. Oh, yeah, because that Shoot, went nuts, we, yeah, too. And, and it was... And like I said, everything got shut down. I still have to find a way to keep the lights on, so pivot. So I made this T-shirt that had, like, Joe Exotic and then three tigers howling at the moon. Oh, my God. <laughs> and to this day... Do you still have some of these? I can't sell <laughs> them anymore. They were print-on-demand. Oh, I have print-on-demand. Yes. Finally, yeah. after, like... A year of selling that shirt was my number one bestseller. Made thousands and thousands of dollars off that T-shirt. His estate finally went through and like um, made everybody take everything down. They flagged it and took it down. I was like, they don't make you like pay any royalties after the fact, do they? I mean, if you keep putting it up there, technically you get sued. And I understand that it was his likeness, and that was a little crappy, probably on my part to capitalize on that. But I think everybody capitalized on the Joe Exotic. I, so. I, so yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, so too. I mean, that was. And he wasn't necessarily like a legit dude. So it's like if he's gonna make money off of doing that horrible stuff to animals, then mm. I really don't feel that bad. Well, about his it. whole thing was was pageantry. So I mean, yeah. how bad can you really? It was a dope shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bummed about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you have one made for yourself? I <clears throat> never ordered one for myself. Isn't that the rub? Oh, it's awful. Man. Yeah. Again, we don't get anything for ourselves. No. See? Exactly. No. A friend of mine had ordered it, and then um, it had it's like it had gone dormant for a little while because the TV show, like, everybody was kind of over it. Everybody watched it and got over yeah. it. Yeah. And it was recently a friend of mine ordered it just for funsies, and then I guess it, like, brought it to their attention again, and <laughs> it flagged, and they wouldn't sh- – that my print-on-demand company – that I use for all of my apparel, like, wouldn't make the shirt. So I had to refund her, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. This is what <laughs> happened. And she was, like, laughing. Like, it's totally fine. Yeah. So it's okay. Um, did you just look at me and brain fart again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't, we, haven't, uh, we haven't honed in our... Uh, our uh, interviewing skills just yet. I tell you what, though, there's a lot of that same kind of stuff within podcasting that you have to watch. Like, if you ever want to get monetized, mm-hmm. even if we were to hum yes. this song, which I'm sure you know from recording. Oh, yes. If you even so much as hum the likeness of somebody else's song and make... Now, they don't care because we're never going to make any money at this, so mm. it's probably really not an issue. <laughs> but You uh, never know, though. This you is never a fantastic know. Because the problem yeah. is... Mm. I, and I, I'm not saying that to blow smoke up your butt. Like, I truly believe... I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it is po- Well, and that's the trouble, is that it may not be a problem. You know, you may do it now, but if you get monetized even a year from now, if you did this one five seconds of humming a year ago, no money. No money for you. <laughs> or they won't or they won't publish that particular yeah. episode. So Well, and I and I can say this is another thing that I went through. I have got this terrible habit of um just asking for forgiveness instead <laughs> of asking for permission. <laughs> like kind of with the Joe Exotic shirt. Like so I've got, you know, the Mean Hustle broadcast a radio show like on, you know, um uh, KOSC the Spy on Sunday nights at nine. And I had a long conversation with one of our uh, producers about like, well, what if people can't, you know, they can't tune in or whatever. I could put it up as a podcast. And they're like, well, technically you can't do that because it's a music-based show and it has all these other people, all this other people's music on it. And as a musician, I struggled with whether or not to post it because, yes, 
you know, it's, podcasts are not regulated for music or whatever, and musicians aren't really getting paid. Right. However, our radio station pays um, insane amounts of money to performing rights organizations like BMI and ASCAP, so those musicians, musicians are covered. They are getting so, paid. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Freaking Oh, yeah. Um, so there was my justification, and I put up the <laughs> back episodes of the radio show, like on Apple Podcasts, which you can still listen to them, but there's a definite cutoff date <laughs> when that stopped, when the radio station kind of found out about it, and they were like, we could get sued. Like, I mean, this, big, this, big this is sued. big. Yeah. So that was my experience with that, and I was like, I was like you know what, I not this is my family like I want to do this show so I ended up just I stopped posting them or whatever but that's a big big it's deal it's a big deal yeah and they'll get you I was looking at that when I was looking at doing YouTube Mm -hmm. because they will even if you're nobody they will come find you oh absolutely because enough enough like little nobodies like adds up (laughs) you know yeah in the grand scheme of things thousands of dollars out of their pockets absolutely so Uh, we started talking about your podcast before we started recording Mm -hmm. so will you tell people about it and how you got started the whole story behind it your podcast or your radio show or both it's it's kind of all goes hand in hand okay so what had what started this whole thing it's called the main hustle project and there's a website for it um the main and how it got started was um i was working for a restaurant group um, and ended up leaving that restaurant group because of like sexual harassment things and the way you know the company was handling it and it was very like anti-woman it was the most toxic thing you could ever imagine and that's actually me ending working for this company after five something plus years was the reason like I started pigs fly shop full-time <laughs> like oh I, really yes I, I was kind of taking the money that I was earning from that job and spinning it into this business so that I could separate and quit working in this toxic environment and start working in my leather company and doing graphic design um, that ended much faster than I would have liked for it to, but um, luckily we've kind of made it work. Um, but so because double down on the yeah, on the hustle, basically, yeah, basically. So the main hustle was me. I mean, it's not all about just like hustling for the sake of hustling. It was a conversation. I wanted to start a conversation about how these are things that women face every single day in our jobs and our lives. The sexism and how we're doing it anyways. And I wanted to speak, and, and, and I always said, I, when I wanted to speak to women about their hustles and their jobs and like the businesses that are, they're starting, you can talk about the hard stuff or the bad stuff or the scary stuff if you want to, but you don't have to. You can just tell me how freaking cool is the stuff that you're making. You know what I mean? And so that's where that started. Um, and it was a website and it was a blog and I got a couple blogs under you know, the project's belt. And then um, a very, very good friend of mine is uh, the, basically the, you know, Mr. Spy FM, Ferris O'Brien, who started the spy radio station in Oklahoma City, who is now partners with uh, KOSU, which is like our, you know, it's an NPR affiliate. Um, and I was telling him about the project, and they had just had a radio show of theirs on Sunday night that ended after like, I, I want to say like 10 or 12 years. It was the Red Dirt Radio Hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that had just come to an end, and they needed somebody to fill that slot. And he was like, I love the idea of this project and what you're doing and what you have to say. And, you know, the message behind it was pure in his words. And mm-hmm. um, would you like to have a radio show? You could basically do whatever you want. You can play whatever music you want. Um, would you like to fill that slot? And I kind of had like a week to decide oh man <laughs> and pretty much everybody was like you cannot say no you oh, cannot yeah. say no to this 
So um, I said yes. And so now the Mean Hustle broadcast, broad spelled like broad. Like broad, a woman. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm really, really good with names of like radio shows and podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of like bespoke Oklahoma. <laughs> Destin and I are just over here like, bespoke Oklahoma. And Allie's like, oh, honey, you need help. <laughs> Come on. No, we're, we're thankful for it. And actually, Allie designed our uh, album artwork for our podcast, too. Yeah. We, we don't do graphic. No. That was really fun. I actually took pictures. Those are like my tools and like. I figured as yeah. much. That's a sweet, sweet cover. It was really fun to do. So thank you for letting me do, be a part of this in every yeah. way that I have been. But uh, yeah, so we uh, we started the radio show, um, and it's Oklahoma's first and only weekly radio show, created, produced, hosted by women, featuring an all female music lineup, all female identifying music lineup. That's so awesome. it's the first it's the first one, and I'm so thankful that I get to do it, and I'm very very proud of it. Um, and then I kind of spun it into the the Mean Hustle podcast, which is basically just back episodes of the radio show. But like I said, they only go up to a certain <laughs> like <laughs> show, and then they cut off. But we're we're ta- we're ta- the radio station's talking about how all of us can get our shows, like our backlogs, up there, so people can listen to them legally. I love that premise. I I had thought about doing something similar. I did a podcast, but uh, when I started it, uh, all of a sudden there was a pandemic and a lot of really of <laughs> shitty politicians. Yes. So I did a political one instead, which it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun while we did. I did it with my dad. Um, and he. Oh, your dad was on it. Yeah, oh, so, cool. it was, so it was me and my dad. So, um, so he's a trucker, and I was unemployed. Um, thanks to the pandemic, it was really difficult to get reemployed with a master's degree and make any kind of like legitimate money. Um, but uh, but yeah, so my dad and I, when he was home on the weekends, we would record this uh, this podcast. So that was it was it was like I said it was a lot of fun while we did it. Do you and your dad have like similar political views or was it opposing? So similar, similar ish, but he's you know we we had kind of this like multi generational kind of approach to it, mm-hmm. and I would say I'm at least slightly, well, I'm probably a lot more liberal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still, I think most people would consider me very conservative. Most people don't like what I have to say a lot of times. I cannot wait to listen I, to I it. I preface this with, like, I have a lot of opinions. Most people don't like them, but you're welcome to hear them. Yeah. Um, but so we kind of have, like, a multi-generational uh, kind of approach to it. And he's he's very more, like, old-school constitutional, whereas I kind of, like, mix in some libertarianism and, like, well, I don't know, lots of different – I don't like – most anybody at this point politics is an absolute crap basket dumpster fire uh so that's why i quit because like (laughs) well if that's that's not like a t-shirt politics is what did you say crap Crap basket dumpster (laughs) fire that's like that's why i quit doing the podcast because it it honestly there and i think i quit when i moved down here in august and when i quit by the time i quit doing the podcast i just like i was like fatigued like emotionally fatigued from all the political crap, so I think like talking to women would be way more fun. Well, I think the thing about it is when you're when you're when you're zooming in on politics specifically, and you're talking about those candidates, and you know there's the human element that corrupts the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. That politics is difficult, but I think social issues are what I'm more passionate about. Yeah, um, and I think that's a little bit for me. I mean, politics is difficult, and you know people are allowed to to co-sign on whatever they want or believe whatever they want to vote, vote for whoever they want. Social issues for me seem pretty cut and dry, you know what I mean. At, but they're not, and I know no, that that's why tough. there's that's why there's you know the argument in them. So I, I try to stay out of politics, but I'm a little bit more passionate about um, you know people's rights and you know 
social issues and things like that. So, Did your water bottle just blink to remind you to drink water? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is... You learn something new every day. I had no idea. You have, you've never seen these? No, I had no idea. It's called a Hydrate Spark. I've got an app on my phone that tracks my water and makes sure that I drink enough water every day. No, I had no idea. That yeah. is fantastic. I know. It's my, my favorite purchase of... My favorite pandemic on the couch Amazon purchase. <laughs> Too much Amazon. I know. So, so from a maker standpoint, I have another question for you. Have you ever had... Um, have you ever had any designs like scalped? So I follow, and I'm sure you're familiar with Saddle Tram brand. She had this mm-hmm. big tirade about Miranda Lambert stealing designs. Have you ever had a design like scalped by anybody or like something Dustin's way, face. way too close? <laughs> Did Dustin steal at, something? No, at no. At, he, I don't. Oh my god. Are we? Do we say names? No. We okay. Better, we no, don't. We better not. Yes, absolutely. I've abs- I, I did not see the. I know I'm very very <laughs> familiar with Saddle Tramp. Um, mm-hmm. I'm obviously I'm familiar with Idlewild. I did not see that feud. Um, I'll be interested. I'm gonna go check that out. But I just watched the story. She did like a whole Instagram story for like hours. What was stolen? She is has very 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 specific things very, that she's and it was very specific. Yeah, like so it was a set of tassel earrings. Those like tassels. Everybody tassel rips those off. Yep, yep. Yeah, and and it was exact. I mean, it was. She showed Oof. like. The website noise. But I want to know, like, who is manufacturing those for Idlewild? Like, who's making those? Not a clue. I don't know if she knew either. I don't and remember. And, like, if she's... Wh- why wouldn't they just go to her and have her do it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, did, I haven't seen it. but And that's my thing. Yes, I've absolutely have designs... Have had designs ripped off. And the thing that brought it to my attention um, lately... I don't think I had really paid attention to it. I had a custom set of croc straps that somebody ordered from me. And it was the kind of thing where they sketched it out themselves, told me the colors that they wanted, and I didn't think anything of it. And sure enough, it was somebody else's design. And I tracked that maker down, like on Instagram, like because these crop straps and the way that women tool and use full color is very, you cannot hide like when somebody makes something. You can tell it's theirs. So there was a couple shops that I went to, and I sent them Instagram messages, and I was like, is this yours? And I finally found the woman, and I was like, I just wanted you to know that I had a client come to me and have, like, had me make this design or whatever. Um, I found, I think I ended up seeing, I don't remember exactly how that happened, but I found out it was somebody else's design. I think I saw, maybe saw it. Uh, you had, just, you spilled the whole thing on, onto me. <laughs> the well, way that you just said that, you jerk. Well, well, what happened was, you made it for the customer that who drew it out. Yes. And then, like, a week later... Somebody screenshot you. It sent yes. you the screenshot saying, yes. can you make this? Again, can you make it again? <clears throat> and I was like, where did you get that? Yeah. And they, it was like they'd seen it on TikTok. Because like I said, like this trend yeah. went viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think it was a screenshot and it didn't say the maker's name. And I was like, oh my God. Oh. Like I, and I had it posted on my social media and like everything. And I went and found the maker and I told her what happened. And I said, I am so sorry. Like I had no idea. And she was so cool. And she was so sweet. Um, and it was fine. She, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do it again. And I made a post that I was like, if you want this design, you go to Flying Feather, whatever mm. their name was. Yeah. It's like, this is not mine. Um, and even the woman who asked for me to make it, it was her mother that had um, commissioned two pairs of straps and didn't know the etiquette. Oh, okay. And so she even apologized. She saw the style yes. and just liked it. She just liked it, and she didn't understand that, like, I mean, art is art is art. You don't steal from people. Yeah. Right. You don't steal original art. Anyways, so it ended up being fine. Um, but through the process <laughs> of tracking down this shop, there was a couple makers that I thought it might be because it looked like their style. One of the makers 
which is the one that we are making eye contact about, Dustin, <laughs> and laughing about, I contacted her and was like, is this yours? And she was like, no. She's like, why? And I was like, well, told her the story, long story short. Um, I, I, would, I just want to make sure that I find this person and I apologize or I find this person, you know, whatever. And she goes, well, that's really, really good of you. But you have to understand that this happens in the industry that we're in and people steal designs all the time. And it's really not that big of a deal. And I was like, okay, not the response. <laughs> like, not, no. no. I, I was not happy with that response. And I told you about that. Mm-hmm. And then we've been following her page. She literally, it's like design after design of mine she has taken and other people's too. Like there's a really well-known company, All Red. Do you, yeah. Are you familiar? Yeah, okay. All Red. And she is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this woman that I'm talking about steals her designs, like right, you know, Right, left, and center. It's one bad. thing to be inspired by another artist's work. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of people that I follow. Like, and I don't remember what exactly what it is, but HD something. But she does a lot of painting and just yeah. absolutely gorgeous, like sure. earth tone painting. And I would love. And Dustin and I are talking about this. It takes a lot of skill to truly rip off somebody else's work. Yeah, but there's there's a big difference between being inspired by another maker's work and truly ripping yeah. it off. Yeah, I mean, and then. And then to be unapologetic about it. Just be like, this happens. No, it freaking doesn't. No. (laughs) Not that your whole (sighs) business here running down your Instagram page is based off of mine. No, that's that's rough. So do you have any, like, repercussions? I mean, we don't have trademarks, so there's not really much. We could. I could technically go down the route of screenshotting it and posting it next to mine and, you know, shit-talking. Excuse my language. But I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. If the thing about what the way that I view that is it's sort of a compliment that this person mm-hmm. ripped off what I'm doing. My my goal after somebody rips off something that I've done and if they do a good job at it, my goal is to get better mm-hmm. and create something that they can't rip off. And that's that's how I, that's how I want to grow my business. That's how I want to be better at what I do. It's just continue to be learning. I just, I was looking at your scabbard that you made, and I was like, I suck at baskets, damn <laughs> I'm going to keep going to classes. I'm going to keep asking questions, and I'm going to keep getting better. And <laughs> if, you, if somebody tries to rip off some dope idea that I came up with and fails miserably, the joke's on you, idiot. Mm. It just yeah. makes your business look stupid. I, I, so. don't, I don't mind people, like, replicating mine. Like, if it's, like, somebody that's new or, yeah, like, someone that's, like, if you were like, hey, I want to, do a pistol case like yours go ahead but if it's like one of those companies that are mass producing stuff yeah uh i forgot what company it was but they they'll only they'll tool a little piece for each purse but all all their purses look like uh, uh the all red lady i forgot what her name is she posted I can't about her it. name yeah uh, but it, it, i think they had done some earrings like hers they had stolen some. Yes, it's that very specific <coughs> shape. I yeah. think I got a hold of you about that, and I was mm. like, look at this. Like, uh, it's and literally. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the, uh, kind of like the, uh, the lady in there. Or, um, it's just people trying to mass produce everything and trying to make it look handmade, taking. Oh, like the Real. Miranda Lambert thing. We'll yeah, call yeah. Miranda Lambert out. <laughs> yeah, because that's irritating, especially because as a musician, how many of my friends that she's recorded their music and she gives them full credit, and she is one of the best um, mainstream artists. She is so good at picking songs. She finds an artist that she likes, she picks their song, she re-records it, she makes a bajillion dollars, and she makes them a bajillion dollars. Right. She's fantastic at that. 
You could do the same with You could goods. do the mother freaking same yep. with the artist that you're taking from. Absolutely. That's what pisses me off. So. Yeah. Well, and especially since Saddle Train has a kid on the way now, too. Yes. So, I mean, do you, eh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of things I'm learning about the internet. Because, like I said, I'm... You just I'm, mama bared all over that. Yeah. But bottom line, okay, you that is... Food out of the yeah. kids' mouth. <laughs> like, don't do... You know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, it just... There's... And that's some of the etiquette that I'm kind of trying to pick up on, too, as I get into leather work and, and figure out to figure out how the world works, I guess. Because, um, you know, like Dustin said, especially starting out, like... But I, I think there's a difference between, um, like pattern like tooling designs oh yeah because those are straight up art there's a difference between tooling designs and like a wallet design i mean a lot yeah. of that stuff there's still patterns that you pay for though and i think that's another point on etiquette is if there is a pattern to purchase yes you purchase a pattern they're like five yes, bucks but i i also believe because i've you know i've done some al stolman stuff and i make sure to say that this is who this pe- belongs to that's a good point even too. though it even though he it was up for sale it's been up for sale since the freaking 70s or whatever i don't yeah. care you put it up there because i mean it's not necessarily you you executed the artwork beautifully but it's still not your design right, right. so i think you should always be credited even if it like if i went and i've I used some don gonzalez stuff and mm-hmm. i didn't purchase it it was something that i had seen that i had wanted to try and you better mother freaking believe that i put on there and tagged him Absolutely. That this was, you know, his design and it's gorgeous and yeah, you know, yeah. Well, know. and that's what I used. I used Dawn, a lot of Dawn's videos on that basket stamping on that scabbard. Yeah. Now I will say that I got the tooling patterns from a Russian woodworker on Pinterest that I can't pronounce his name. So that may be a hard call. The oak leaves and stuff. Yeah, the oak intense. leaves. Yeah. So this, that's where that came from. But that is oh, those oak leaves and those acorns are a classic. They're tooling. classic. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the customer said it. He goes. I don't want flowers and I don't want skulls. I'm like, well, oak leaves it is. Well, right? that is very broad. Oak, oak leaves. <laughs> so turtles it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of classic, and I was like, okay, oak leaves are classic. We can we can work with that. But, yeah, like I said, I use a ton of Don's videos. Mm-hmm. He has some great instructionals oh, on basket stamps. So that worked out really well. Yeah, well, I can see the, like, um, the scabbard is in my eyesight, and just seeing that basket weave makes my fingers hurt. Yeah. Yeah, well, the tooling should make your basket or your fingers hurt worse because the basket stamp was. No, I don't mind the the beveling and the tooling. Oof. It's just the, yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I'm I'll the same. That. I'm the same. I tool. I I always tell clients so like, well, can I just had somebody be like, can you tool a tractor? And I'm like, if I can draw it, I can tool it. Yeah, like yeah. that's my jam. I love tooling. Yeah. Um, and that basket weave is just like staring a hole in the back of my head, like <laughs> so much. <laughs> See, and I didn't mind that at all. But I'm not artistic. I have no drawing ability whatsoever i trace i actually have a like an ancient from like sophomore or junior year of college surface pro three mm. that i trace onto trace paper a lot of stuff because i've and i know that i need to practice and a lot of tooling stuff comes with practice but i have no drawing ability at all i've got i've actually developed like a really cool like transfer process that literally takes like a printer and printer paper really and i, I posted the, like a tiktok video of it like a while back and people were like how do you do that there's ways to get around that. See, so. I don't have TikTok. I I don't need any more. I did it. Was did I do it because, because of you because did of it? You, okay, yeah. this was another thing that <laughs> he I took from Dustin, but my daughter co-signed on. Yeah, like she she was like yeah she was like yeah do it it'll be good for your business and it's funny and I mean sure enough you've had pretty good success on TikTok haven't you? Well, I have a video right now that's going pretty viral. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's you have I mean. Two. 
Well, it's it's for stupid reasons. Like, I mean, it's like you tag like FYP, which is like for you page, or you put like a trending sound on it, and people hop on there. Yeah. So I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but I mean, it works. It helps with business. From back in the day, sounds vinish. That's the it's the exact same thing. Yeah. I think think that's uh, whenever I learned what TikTok was. With from the young hip kids, from the kids, yes, from the children. <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, so Vine, and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I no. think it's exact same. See, thing. and I'm only 28, and I already feel like with the, with the speed that technology is advancing, like young people get older faster than they used to. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't have TikTok. I wouldn't know the first thing about TikTok. Cold. We're all still sweating. Uh, she's yeah, we are still sweating. She's watching her iPad. She's probably watching TikTok inside of her shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the way that her shirt has turned her hair. She looks like a wild banshee right now. She does. Look. We're talking about my daughter sitting on the floor. They're <laughs> so used to me, you know, being at the radio they're station. They're doing great. I know. They're I saw trained. Jacob walking Charlie down the hallway. I don't know if that was it. <laughs> we made eye contact, <laughs> and he was like, uh, I don't know <laughs> if that was a come unglued moment or what. But, but if you walk him, if you walk him, he's good. Yeah. So keep him quiet for well, a bit. Mine are a bit older, and they're they're we, they've sat through you know a they're many pros. radio station. They've sat through shows, and you know. Yeah. Radio show everything. So, what's the most fun uh, custom project you've ever done? That um, you can think of <laughs> off the top of your head. Well, okay, so I'm gonna have to back it up a little. For, for leather, it's it's one of my favorite projects of all time. Was actually not a leather project, and um, when I started Pig's Fly Shop, the idea of it was you could come to, if there was something that you wanted made that you could not find. Like, I could probably make it for you. I could figure out how we could figure it out. Yeah. And that's kind of what Pig Slice Shop started as. I, I've, I, you know, have interest in woodworking and welding and, you know, a- anything you could think of. And th- that's what Pig Slice Shop is st- essentially still is. So is that where the name came from? Or? Yeah, just, yeah. like, making stuff fly. Yeah. Like, stuff yeah. you just wouldn't, nar- yeah. Whatever you can dream of kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's always kind of been my spirit animal. And, you know, I've got a tattoo of a flying pig and all that stuff. But, um so th- the things that the business kind of pared itself down, I think when you start that broad, like, yeah, um, I had an idea of what I wanted this business to be, but just what the demand was, it kind of pared it down. And that ended up being mainly, I just do leather work and graphic design, um, which is good because it was getting pretty wild there for a while. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when I first started the business, I think one of my favorite things that I had made was a gift, a custom gift that a friend of mine, another musician, um, contracted for a friend of hers who was a hairdresser and she came to me and she was like can you build a 3d plexiglass cross so if you're, if you're imagining a plexiglass mm-hmm. cross so it's like you know 3d it's like a kind of a box so you could put stuff inside yeah it. um like kind of two three inches wide um and can you put it on a base that whenever you like tap the base the base lights up and it lights up the cross on the base, I want, um, she wanted carved the word Cheech. So the base was white. She wanted the word Cheech in gold. And then um, <laughs> she wanted the cross to be 3D to where you could stuff human hair inside of it. Whoa. Yes. And I made it. So she, was it like a memorial piece to somebody? It wasn't a memorial piece. She was a hairdresser. And oh. she, they just had like a very, that was her, Cheech was her nickname. And it was kind of like a mantelpiece or something she could put in her salon. Just like a oh, funny, a awesome. funny conversation yes. starter. You know, like a friend inside joke kind of yeah. thing. When I tell that story and people see the pictures of it, they're on my website at pigsflyshop.com. Um, <laughs> it really thoroughly freaks people out. But it was just such... <laughs> 
but, but it was lighthearted. It was yeah. light, and it was a blast. And it was like the craziest thing like I've ever made to this day. And I love that project. So I learned how to like, I learned how to ba- essentially, you know, weld plexiglass because it's not as simple. The chemicals involved are, it's not as simple as just using glue. You basically like weld plexiglass together. I didn't even know you could do that. Well, I it's not like welding, like, but it's yeah. like melt the chemicals, yeah. melt the pl- plexiglass together. I had to learn all of that. And um, I have a, my, my daughter's dad actually uh, started a CNC business where he has a huge robot that carves wooden signs oh yeah and I had him carve the name into it and it is just gorgeous looking and then I had to rig the guts of it I had to rig the electronics on the inside to where when you tap it it would like light up and it was a very fun project so that was my favorite pig's fly shop project um as far as my favorite leather project I would have to say I've done a lot of like restorations like Ooh, I, I like restorations yeah I get a lot of stuff like that's from like the like you know 1910 or 1920, and yeah. I have to learn how to work with like alligator leather and the, how the pores breathe, and I learned about salt tanning and like how to put it all back together. Um, so I think those restoration projects are probably my favorite so far. I've got a couple right now on the bench that are insane, like from the 1800s leather no work. Kidding. Yeah, leather work from the 1800s and a pair of like little um, kid cowboy boots that were found like in a like a barn that was being destroyed and whenever they're um, restored, they're going in a museum. So those are some of my favorite projects, probably doing that kind of stuff, bringing that stuff back. It's exciting. So uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, where could people find you if they want to get a hold of you without having to Google it? <laughs> I mean, you can always just Google it. But he was giving me crap earlier because he needed a photo of me for the podcast, and I said, just Google just me. Just Google it. I know. That's my favorite. It's, I know it sounds snotty, but I think it's really funny. Um, so if you want to find uh, more information on Pig's Fly Shop, you can go to pigsflyshop.com. Um, I also have alleyharder.net <laughs> for uh, for music, and I have the meanhustleproject.org for the radio show. I'm going to have to check out the radio yeah. show. That sounds awesome. And I'm all over. I always say I'm all over your favorite social media platforms. Like if you look for... Better turn that down. If she would have okay. just timed that, if she would have just timed that better <laughs> for like the end of the yeah. show. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> it's okay. Just um, watching YouTube on my phone. Um, but it, and like I said, this is snotty. But if you Google Ally Harder, all of this stuff will A-L-I. pop up. A L I, yeah, H A R T E R. It'll all pop up. Awesome. More information than you will ever want. <laughs> so. Well, Allie, we really appreciate you yeah. being here. This has been a blast. And we are honing our skills more and more. I know that you got anything else, Dustin? No, I think I'm. Oh, you want a joke? Another one? <gasps> Do you have one? I think we need to make this a segment. <laughs> the I pun think... thing? Okay. I mean, you got so to. This is like the bad joke it. segment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, a lot of people say that swimming with dolphins was. Ah, swimming with dolphins is expensive, right? Right. But swimming. Swimming with sharks will cost you an arm and a leg. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Very good. Very I love good. it. I love it. Now, we did actually, as promised, get it together enough to have some semblance of an outro. So, good th- job. thank you guys for being here. Well, I said it once, say it again. How many times I've told you I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.